Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you, our God, would take our place, that you would bear our cross. What wonderful truths for our lives. And I trust that we will live out those truths in a very special way, recognizing that there is absolutely nothing that will separate us from the love of God that we find in his son, Jesus Christ. Here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we have been looking at some powerful words. Powerful words that the Apostle Paul spoke to those who were struggling in their lives. These words are found in verses 16, 17, and 18. Let me read those verses for you this morning, please. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, as we look at those words, we recognize that in some ways they're easy to fulfill from our lives. Rejoice always. Now, I understand that that can be difficult, but the reality is there is a real distinction between joy and happiness. And it's easier to recognize the source of joy in our lives is not because of circumstances, but it is based in the confidence we have in a faithful Heavenly Father who loves us and is able to work out all circumstances for our good and His glory. Romans chapter 8 reminds us, He did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Rejoice always. So important in our lives. Verse 17 tells us that we are to pray without ceasing. Now here again we recognize the value of prayer. And we can study so many examples of God's people who poured out their hearts to their loving Heavenly Father. They did that in difficult and frustrating times. And we recognize the need for constant prayer, dependence upon God, as we discover that we can pray without ceasing, that we can pray and not lose heart, that in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we can let our requests be made known unto God. Recently, someone challenged me, when we do not know what to do, Ask the one who does. We are encouraged to pray without ceasing. Now we come to verse 18. Here is the third challenge for our lives. And the Apostle Paul says, give thanks. You know, the psalmist knew something about giving thanks as he identified the great works of our God. And I'm going to ask the Lawson family to read for us Psalm 111. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the com company of the upright and the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. 
full of splendor and majesty in his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Psalm 111. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, guys, for sharing with us God's truth. But as we read that verse, verse 18, the scripture says, Give thanks in all circumstances. That's where it begins to get tough. Give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. Now we say many times, God is good all the time, and our God is good all the time. And then we follow that by repeating this, and all the time our God is good. Now that is true, but that still does not remove the difficulty of giving thanks in all circumstances. This morning, I want us to begin to think about the problem with always giving thanks. Give thanks, sure, but give thanks in all circumstances? Give thanks when I've lost my job? Give thanks when the bills are piling up? Give thanks when my loved one is sick or even has passed into eternity? Give thanks when my family has abandoned me or my kids are sick or when life is not fair and sometimes it's not. Give thanks when I'm concerned and anxious and worried. Give thanks when put your circumstances in that sentence. Now I want to remind you that the writer, Paul, understood what it was to live under adverse circumstances. In fact, if we were to go back to Acts chapter 16, we would discover that when he was in Philippi, Paul and his partner Silas were drugged into the market. Their garments were tore off. They were beaten with rods. And then the scripture says that there were Many blows inflicted upon them, and they were thrown into prison. Give thanks in that circumstance? Well, I fast forward just a couple of verses to remind you that it was in that circumstance that the gospel was worked out in the lives of that jailer. We then go to chapter 17, where Paul arrived in Thessalonica. Things did not get any better. The gospel was preached. Some were persuaded. In fact, the scripture says many devout Greeks and not a few leading women responded to the message that Jesus Christ was indeed the Messiah. But the Jews were jealous. They formed a mob. They set the city in an uproar. And the brothers got together and immediately sent Paul and Silas away at night. 
and they went to Berea. Give thanks in that circumstance. When they went to Berea, many believed. Not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But there again, their circumstances were difficult at best. They went to Athens and Paul preached the gospel. At Mars Hill, he reminded them that there was a monument to the unknown God and it was this unknown God through Jesus Christ that he declared unto them. The text says some mocked. Some said, we will hear again. Some joined him and believed. There Paul again faced persecution, faced difficult times. Give thanks in all circumstances. It's not an easy thing to do. You see, sometimes life's just brutal. Our lives are busted apart. Living becomes more of a burden than it does a blessing. The problem with giving thanks in all circumstances is sometimes it's not a reflection of how we feel in our lives. Now I want to pause right here just for a moment. And remind you that God understands and knows about everything that we're going through. I want to remind you that God takes everything in our lives and puts all of those circumstances together for our good and and His glory. I want to share with you that it's okay to pour out our hearts to God. Because God knows exactly where we are. And nothing escapes his notice. And God recognizes exactly what we're going through. The verse I quoted earlier out of Romans chapter 8 says that God spared not his own son. May I remind you that when Jesus Christ was on the cross, He declared, Father, why have you forsaken me? And at that point, the heart of our Heavenly Father, the heart of God was broken because there was a severing of a relationship as Jesus Christ became sin for us. And the holiness of God would not allow him to even look on the sacrifice of his son. God knows, God cares, and every little detail of our lives is reflected in everything that God himself has gone through. Yes, sometimes there is a real problem with always giving thanks. But I want you to note that there is great power in always giving thanks. And it's identified in verse 18 where Paul says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God. To thank God at all times is to see God working in every situation to bring out His divine will 
for our lives. Demarest has written a commentary on 1 Thessalonians. And as he noted this verse, he wrote these words. The great drama of the Bible centers in the belief that God is at work for good in the lives of his people. No matter what. There is nothing good in Joseph's brother selling him to Ishmaelite traders. There is nothing good about the injustices he experienced from Potiphar's wife. But in retrospect, Joseph could say of all of it, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good. This belief is articulated powerfully by Paul. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Our translation tends to make all things the subject rather than God. A better translation would be this. In everything, God is at work for good. We must never forget that God is at work in and through and often in spite of the things in our lives. Many of God's servants could naturally question their circumstances. Moses questioned his circumstances when people of God murmured against him. David questioned his circumstances. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, certainly Job, and Daniel and his three Hebrew brethren all questioned their circumstances. But the truth is, nothing ever separated from God, them from God's love. Let me give you an assignment this afternoon. Read Romans chapter 8. Begin with verse 31 and read through verse 39. And hear the wonder of God's love in our lives. And may I challenge you, never negate the power of God's will. In your life. Yes. There is a problem with. Always giving thanks. But the power of always giving thanks. Is the confidence. That this is the will of God. It's the foundation for everything that we do. This morning. I want to share with you. The process of. Giving thanks. And I want to share with you. Six truths to remember when you give thanks in all circumstances. Truth number one, we can trust God to know what he is doing. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus reminds us of how we are to pray to God. And there he gives to his listeners the pattern for prayer. But then he says, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, what you will put on. Is not the life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Can you, by being anxious, add a single hour to your span of life? Look at the lilies of the field. If God clothes the grass of the field, will he not clothe you? 
And then he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. James invites us, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God. You see, we can trust God to know what he is doing. Remember, help is on the way. I love Romans chapter 8. And in verse 26, we find these words, Likewise, the Spirit helps our weaknesses. For we should not know, we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself prays for us with groanings that can be ordered according to the word of God. Help is on the way because the Spirit who indwells his children, God's children, helps us in our weaknesses. The writer of Hebrews says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And then he reminds us of this truth. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You see, help is always on the way. We need to recognize that we need to always look for a way forward. I mentioned earlier Jeremiah. Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. And as you look at the life of Jeremiah, you discover that he struggled in so many ways and yet always focused on God. In chapter 29, the prophet writes these words. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. You and I can always look forward, recognizing that God wants to challenge us and change us and conform us to the character of his son. I have a sign on my desk which Mike Connie gave to me a long time ago. And it simply says this, don't look back. You're not going that way. As we give thanks in all circumstances, we need to always look forward to discover what God wants to accomplish in our lives and how he is molding us after the character of his son. We need to know that no one understands better than Jesus. The scripture says that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. So many times I have to say to people, I really don't understand. I've never lived that out in my life. I have no experience recognizing the challenges that, that you have. I may be able to imagine what you're going through, but I, I cannot say I know what you're going through. Jesus does. He's been through it. 
He is able to sympathize with all of our weaknesses because in every respect he has been tempted as we are. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2 that Jesus Christ emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, was made born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. What I want you to realize is that he was born in the likeness of man. And in his humanity, he has faced everything that you and I will face in our lives. In order to give thanks in all circumstances, you and I need to Keep on keeping on. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering conforming to the obedience of his death. And then he writes, I press toward the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus concerning me. Until we get called home to glory, we need to keep keeping on, pressing toward that mark, because that mark will lead us to the prize that God has prepared for those who love him. And lastly, we need to remember that we have the privilege of supplication. We can pray we can pour out our hearts to God. And we can recognize that he not only hears us, but he cares about us and able to work all things for our good and his glory. You see, giving thanks in all circumstances comes right after Praying without ceasing. We are encouraged to pray and not lose heart. We are told to rejoice always and let our moderation be known in all men. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let our requests be made known unto God and the peace of God will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let me give you a Townsend expanded translation for that last verse. The peace of God, through the will of God, will help us see the Son of God. Don Moen has written this chorus. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. So, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One, give thanks 
because he's given Jesus Christ his son. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 